0: I'm a travel move your master hasn't figured yet Bring your weapons to my sword and shield. What's your higher level if the shit ain't real? My mystic magic what you gonna do? Think before you step before the rebel silly motto you I'm like a Set of lyrics that your mind can't catch you just cookies in my oven if I want to burn a at you just burn BAM So We are on the heels of the anniversary of my father's death. Nine years. Where has the time gone? Joseph Jr., I miss you so fucking much. For that matter, Joseph Sr., my grandfather, I miss you so fucking much. So cruel is the realization that you'll never see someone again in this world I find solace and confidence in my own beliefs and understanding that I just think that this can't be it this can't be it there's got to be a time where I see him again otherwise I'm stuck on this planet and the next at a point where I'm never gonna see the two people that understood me the most My father had me thinking I was royalty. We ain't have shit, we ain't have shit. But wherever he resided was his castle. And he was the king. Yep. And I was the prince. And I could stand over anything or anybody at an advantageous position and realized that I was the king of everything that I surveyed. And everything I surveyed was potentially what he was going to leave to me. But alas, the kingdom was never what I wanted. I just wanted my pops. And now at 47 years old, I'm still just a little boy without a dad. that shit hurts man it hurts there's so many things that I need my pops and my grandfather to advise me on most know me as Bam but I was born Joseph people hear my name Joseph and they think it's funny but I'm here to tell you that I'm not embarrassed of my first name at all because fact, I am a prince. I'm the prince of the king. I'm a prince of the king. So as a tribute to his tenure here, to the time that he was ruling, I want to just give you some introspect into knowing who he was. that the most eye-opening, in retrospect, the most eye-opening and saddest part and my father's demise, first off, was the fact that the day that he passed away, and I'm sorry, this isn't the anniversary of his death, it's my pops' birthday, it's his birthday, I apologize, happy heavenly birthday, pops. I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind back to this segment just to say that, that I do. I love you, and I miss you again. I want to put it out in the universe. Yo, my pops was an amazing, amazing, amazing man. Big Joseph was the absolute best. Before I get to his memoirs and his journals, I want to just give you a little bit of insight on that old school flair. You see, my father did two two tours at Vietnam. Man, old school, tough guy, was a really small man. Although, I I became uh, a larger individual in my muscularity. At my biggest, I was 278 pounds, and I'm not tall. I'm not an imposing figure, figure as far as my height's concerned at all. And my father, my father was a runner. He was an endurance runner. Not even a sprinter. he was an endurance runner. And I'm sorry. It's tough to get through. I miss them, y'all. I miss him, miss him, miss them, miss them, y'all. Um, excuse me. Man, pops was amazing. So, just to give you a little insight, I'm gonna show my age a bit. When, when I was younger, me and my brother Anthony, um, it's my older brother, he was a dick sorry I shouldn't say that because back then we were still actually brothers but Anthony the brother right underneath me he's a year younger than me almost to the day Um, we would go around the neighborhood and collect bottles you see all these plastics and cans and shit sodas came in bottles back then and you actually needed like an old-school Bottle opener. To open it up, right? I was trying to give you the sound effect, but it was a horrible attempt. I apologize, the sound effects. But, um, we collected bottles, and the bottles had a deposit return on them. So when you took them back to the corner store or whatever, I think they'd give you, it was just 10 cents out believe. It wasn't a quarter, it was 10 cents. So me and my brother would grab that old radio flyer. Um We'd grab that old radio flyer, Wagon that red wagon, and we fill it up. We go around the neighborhood, going through uh, old um, abandoned properties, um, open lots of grass, um, trash cans to get ten cents, and um, we gathered it up. And we came, man. We we all sat, like a whole Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Um, yeah, it was a Saturday because we were having my dad. Whenever I got good grades And if you know me You know I was a knucklehead ass kid And so was my brother Um, We we didn't get good grades But the time When I was super young I did get good grades I think until I Until I realized I was better at sports Than the rest of the kids And definitely When I first Had sex When I got my first Little piece of pussy I lost my mind And that was the end of school I was motherfucking Joe Blow from Kokomo You hear me? I was Don Juan DeMarco. I was Dark Gable. Sorry. stop. what this is about. But, um, me and my brother, we ran our neighborhood and we must have gotten like $50 between us. And I'm here to tell you people, I'm here to tell you, 10 times 10 is a dollar. Times 50. We have 500 bottles it took all day Saturday to get this done. Knowing that, because my pops drove Metro buses back then. he drove the city bus. Good job. County employee. they like, I don't know, 10, 15 years, something like that. And whenever me and my brother got good grades, we always wanted a big fish fry. I was always a big fan of rainbow trout, grouper. Seafood was big in my household because me and my pops did a lot of fishing. So, We knew my my pops was going to take us to Golden Rule Fish Market. Those of you from South Florida, I'm telling you, Golden Rule's been there fucking 40 years, man. It's been a long time. I hope they've recovered from that fire because they recently had a fire in that that newer back area back there. At any rate, my pops was getting off work and we were going to go to Golden Rule because me and Anthony, me and Amp, had earned that fish fry and legit. Yo my pops would go and get like 10 pounds of fucking rainbow trout 10 pounds of grouper Fucking five big brown bags of live Sorry I'm choked up man it's tough My emotions all over the place it's tough I'm sorry So He would get all of this stuff so me and my brother got to golden rule And um My dad legit had Fucking 40 pounds of like fish and crabs And if you guys know me Which I'm sure you do And I appreciate you following me Social media Here at Anchor is actually more important Now my my podcasts are very important to me And you listening is even more important Thank you very much Um We had our $50 together And we're like Yo pops Um we got fifty dollars. We want to get even more. Yo, my pops ignored us, so I came back at him again. Yo, and I used to call him Daddy. Yo, it's crazy. I used to call my pops that. Yo, Daddy. Yo, man. Hey, possibly. Hey, me and amp. We got more money, so we can get more stuff. My pops like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. No problem. My dad's real good with the owners. Hey, no problem. Yo, we got outside, and I'm still like, yo, pause, I was trying to get more. I didn't say, yo, because I got my whole mouth slapped off. You understand me? But I'm like, hey, Dad, um, I trying to tell you I had more money to buy m- more stuff. This man dropped the fish, the crabs, and everything on the ground. The rage that I saw in his eyes, I did not understand until I became a grown man myself. My pops jacked both of us up. He had a Toyota Corolla. I'm lying, at this time it was a Celica. He jacked me up with his left hand and jacked Anthony up with his right hand and had us over the top of the car with tears and rage and disrespect in his eyes. My father said, don't you two motherfuckers ever embarrass me in public again, thinking that I need somebody to help me financially provide for my family and take care of my household. Yo to this day underlying within the message of these of this is very important as to why I feel myself to have to be a protector and a provider especially as a me. Tough man, very very tough Second situation We lived in Richmond Heights And you know right there by um By the power station on 107 Can't be 102, it's gotta be 107 102 is where Fairway Heights is So we're right off of 107 107 Southwest 149 Terrace To be exact Um, I was very light-skinned in those days, so the dark-skinned kids kind of picked on me a bit. And my hair was really kinky. And it was no secret in the neighborhood that I spoke Spanish, so... The Spanish kids kind of didn't really fuck with me because I was black. And the black kids didn't really fuck with me because... They thought I was more Hispanic than anything. So I would fight a lot. So this one day in particular, coming home from school, I got into it with a kid. And, yo, I make no qualms about this. I was raised with a bunch of brothers and older cousins. I got my ass kicked regularly. And I was a fighter. So anyone who acts like they won every fight, you wasn't really a fighter. That means your numbers wasn't really up like that. I'm not, I'm not bragging about fighting, but I'm letting you know what it was like growing up in the 80s. So kid got the best of me. Kid named Latrell got the best of me. The next day we walking home. Hey, I was ready for some get back. I got the best of him. Weekend comes. We playing football. Hey. I didn't didn't know that the jumper cables was on. I know him and his cousin Corey had planned on whooping on me. So we all at the park playing tackle football. I make a really good tackle. I get up to celebrate. Yo, him and Corey jumped on me, man. Yo, they dusted me off decent, man. Mind you, I got brothers at home. I got brothers that don't live with us. I got cousins. My pops don't play no games, so I just kinda I just kinda lick my wounds. And um Monday came, got to school, where everybody lines up, so their teacher could come pick them up in the mornings. As soon as I saw Corey, I put down. I got my get back. Couldn't wait till lunchtime. Lunchtime I saw the trail. <laughs> I might get back. After school, they came back with another dude, so now it was a three on one. Hey, I was living with my daddy, but my mama ain't raised no goddamn fool. I seen these dudes and I struck out running. Carl Lewis, you understand me? You same boat. I got up out of there. Jumped my fence and my pops was serious about my fence, right? So anything nobody came inside of my fence. That's just how my pops saw it. My pops like, yo, you on my property, I'll peel your wig back. My white friends ain't going to understand that, but my pops was like, yo, i bust your shit to the white meat I catch you inside my yard. I jumped inside the yard. I felt like it was a safe haven. I just barely jumped over. Ah! Now they easily could have could have unhinged the little barrier that holds the, the walk-in gate on. Ah! I never forget, my pops opened up the door like almost simultaneously. Eating like a big ass turkey wing or some shit like that. No shirt on, gold chain with a medallion on it, the cleanest Magnum P.I. Marlboro Man mustache you ever seen in your life. My pops used to shave with a straight razor, so his skin and my dad was chocolate. It's a handsome chocolate cat, man. My dad had the prettiest teeth you've ever seen, had his fro wavy as fuck. My dad opens the door. What's going on, son? Pops, I've been fighting these dudes and they ran me home. He's like, how many of them is it? I was like, because not the whole school, not the whole school, but like the whole block, the whole neighborhood was running with everybody to see if they caught me. No cell phones back then. So I am had to tell the story myself. I jumped the gate, got over. Ha ha, y'all boys ain't get me. Pops opens the door, ploom, eating a big ass turkey leg. Hey, Joe what's going on son? Man pops I've been battling with these dudes battling they've been whooping on you They got me once Trail and I'm pointing out trail got me once and then I banged his I banged him up pops and then trailer Corey got me again They jumped me he's like they jump you why you ain't tell your brother I said because I got them both back Immediately he was like oh, all right so what's up now I'm like they came with three he was like, "Hold on, let me go get your let me go get your brother. You and your brother could take on three, right?" I was like, "I guess," but I ain't really want no smoke, man. I had already got my ass kicked a couple times. And I, I ain't know if my brother Amp could really hold his own, cause Amp wasn't really a fighter like that at the time. Tough dude now though, but he wasn't a fighter at the time. They said something slick to my pops. My pops said. Hey, I don't fight jits. For my white friends and my non black and non cultured friends in this way. For my non ethnic friends, jits is short for jitterbugs. Young kids, the youth. My pop said, I don't fight jitterbugs, but go get your daddy. I'll fuck your daddy up. You know what they did? They went and got their daddy. They came back with they daddy And they daddy was talking shit from the sidewalk My pops is sitting on the fucking On the steps Lacing up his Chuck Taylors My pops telling buddy Hey man just hold on let me get my shoes on Let me get my shoes on Buddy, like I didn't give you a chance to put your shoes on. I'm, I'm about to. Come, I'm coming in there to get you. I come at you. I told y'all how my pops felt about that gate. My pops said you got to open the invitation. Come on in. Bring your stinking ass, bro. Yo, buddy came in that gate. This wasn't the first nor the last time I saw Big Joseph in action, but I'm here to tell you. Dude, got dragged in front of the neighborhood, in front of the school, in front of his wife, in front of the police that showed up. Yo, pops got busy. You see, I digress a little bit from the actual subject matter, which is my pops. But you understand that this is a time and I'm absolutely not taking any shots at any demographic. But this is a time when men were men. Women were women. There was a distinct line drawn in the sand. Without an imposing shaded gray area. And now I just want to share with you. A couple of things that. uh, I found in my father's journal. Now the day that. My father passed away Me and my sister were going to see him And my sister, I had just had some surgery I can't remember, I'm always banging up something And I was supposed to actually beat my sister If not meet her at my dad's house But I went to get my prescription In Liberty City, my family's from Liberty City I went to get my prescription from 27th Avenue And 79th Street, that Walgreens on the corner Right, you know where the, where North Northside is Right around the block from where Dipper Dan is was, I don't know, it might still be there. It was pretty dope. My Uncle Virgil used to work there. My dad was by the Joseph Caleb Center just off 54th Street and 22nd Avenue. So it was a matter of 20 blocks west and another 15 blocks south as the crow flies. My sister went to pick up some Caribbean food for us. And of course, my sister loves me. And as you know, I adore the ground that my sister walks on. So she was getting my dad some food and me some as well. So she was back and forth calling me, asking me what I wanted, what I wanted. And she kept telling me, Joseph, stop fucking around because you run your mouth a lot. And of course I was the pharmacy running my mouth. Saw some people that I knew and it delayed me. But I finally got my prescription and I was walking out to my truck. At the time I had a Dodge Durango and I was walking out to my truck. And Kimberly called me. She called me. And I don't know why. I don't know why. But I was afraid to pick up the phone. And when I finally picked up the phone, picked up the phone with all hesitation... I knew something wasn't right before she even said something. My sister walked into my dad's place and found him deceased on the floor. The emotion of his final actions I don't want to talk about that part. But I did get a moment to speak with him. To speak what was left of his spirit and that and that body on that floor. Before they came and picked him up. The conversation I had with him was so deep. It's nothing that I would ever share with anyone else. But I ask for so much forgiveness for not being a perfect son and at the same time conveying my feelings of forgiveness to him for not being the perfect father. Deeper delving into his personal belongings sometime afterwards with all my siblings, except for Ashley. But a deeper delving into his personal belongings, I we ran across his journal, which is still in my sister's possession today. The way he spoke of me in his journals. The man's expectations for me were absolute ginormous but the way he spoke of what he believed to be my personal prophecy the way he spoke of the way that he felt like I had already man spoke like like he knew that whatever path that I was gonna be on that I could do no wrong I find so much confusion in the things that I have to do and my responsibilities and the way that I'm, I need to care for my family and care for myself I'm humble And I just hope And I ask the universe And I ask for the man upstairs To give me enough time To To break even Things that I did when I was in the military And the lives that I ruined The times when I've been not so much of a good father myself here Or a good son to my mother Or a great brother to my sister That she deserves the absolute world The times that I just want to I just ask for enough time to try to break even For the bad shit that I've fucking done My My father spoke about me in a way As if he was so confident that had already done it. There was a portion in my father's diary where. So it's no secret that um I used to sell drugs. And I leveled with my father and I told him about a lot of the things that I did. As a matter of fact. My father pulled security for me on some of that shit I entrusted my brother With some product He screwed me Screwed me big time Big time And my father knew about it And my father knew he wasn't answering my calls My father even called his mother looking for my brother My father knew the dope game He grew up in a dope game himself it's nothing that I'm bragging about It's fucked up But fuck you Because your family's fucked up too Nobody's perfect And in my father's diary There was a day where me and my father Went looking for my brother And we found him We found him In Riviera Beach He wasn't answering my calls And last time he was answering my calls He told me cops were after him Because of the cocaine Blah 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 Whatever so when I went looking for him, I saw him. So, saw him. True story. I reach under the seat and I clutch for my pistol. As he's walking out of Red Lobster with his chick. Don't know what I was prepared to do, but I'm telling you that I was outside of my mind. <sighs> my father sees the pistol and he says... Joseph what are you gonna do Now when my father called me Joseph I already knew That it was business right He said Joseph what, what, what are you gonna do I said pops I gotta handle my business This is a This is a dude that's supposed to love me And we talking about thousands and thousands And thousands of dollars here Come on man I go to open the door and my father looks at me Right in the eyes and he said You, you can't kill my son And I said, what what did you think I was going to do? What what did you come here with me for? He said to make sure that you didn't kill my son. Mind you, prior to my father's passing away, he understood that there was a truth being called because he was so sick. And some of my within my father's last dying wishes, he told me, Don't kill my son. Seeing all of this written in my father's memoirs, in his diary, in his journal, in his day to day journal, along with the way he renewed his faith. All of this cultivated with the date of his birthday brings me to question what my personal path is supposed to be. I found myself not too long ago sitting in back of a church doing a service by myself. So pops on your birthday. I want you to know I heard you.